All right. Welcome, everyone, to the 12th episode of the podcast, dude. My name is Aaron Dowd, and I am a podcaster. I started this show to help people. I realized this is the 12th episode, and if any of you are joining, because I have a feeling that there are going to be a lot of new listeners just because this show is going to be so big, and I'm hoping that people are going to share it. Just a little bit of background for me, real quick. I am the podcast editor for the Sean West Network. I previously worked with really awesome shows like The Shop Talk Show, Businessology, tons and tons of other great shows. A podcast editor was my career. I did it freelance for over a year before getting hired by Sean West. So I started this show to help people get better at making podcasts. So that's what you need to know right off the bat. Uh, well, I guess I'm 29 years old, about to be 30, and I live in Fort Worth, Texas. That, that's useful information, sure, whatever. So today, today, I'm talking about building an audience. I see a question come up a lot, maybe more than any other question related to podcasting, except maybe, is the blue snowball mic okay to use? No, it's not. Don't make me angry. But the question is, the question I hear a lot is, my podcast isn't getting any traction. How long should I expect to wait before I start getting feedback? Should I quit if no one cares? Now, I have a few answers to this question. Actually, I have a lot of answers to this question, which is why I'm doing a show about it. And as I was preparing for the show, I realized that there were, there were a lot of things that I could have written and talked to you guys about, but the, the outline for this show was huge. Like 3,500 words, I was like, I got to stop at some point. I only have a week to prepare for these things. So I got a bunch of stuff today. I'll be touching on this in a future episode, I think, especially after I hear back from you guys, get your thoughts on it, get more questions. I want to keep, this is a subject that's going to come up a lot because it's a good one and it's relevant for anyone who's doing any kind of freelancing or business or marketing in general. It's a great question. All right, so let's get into it. If your podcast isn't getting any traction, or growing an audience, I would take a long, hard look at four things. The first, how good is your content? Second, are you engaging your audience? Third, how good is your audio quality and delivery? And fourth, are you writing enough for your podcast episodes? So you're wondering, how is this episode going to help me? I want to say that I don't think, how can I get more listeners for my podcast is quite the right question. I think the right question is, how can I make my show better and more valuable for the audience I do have? So let's talk about how you can do that. The first thing, how good is your content? Now imagine your audience is asking you these questions before you start preparing for a show. What am I going to know how to do better by the end of this episode. What problem is this episode going to solve for me? How is it going to make me better at X, whatever topic? You should be able to answer these questions. Now, I was joking around in the chat before the show. I said, the way to grow your audience is to podcast about ways to grow your audience. And that's pretty funny, right? I thought it was. But it actually really works. It works because I am trying to help people solve a legitimate problem that they are facing. I know my audience struggles with growing an audience 
because I pay attention to what they talk about online. And I get emails about this. So I want to ask you, do you know who your audience is? Are you making content that answers their questions? Now, the really important thing is, how focused is your show? Are you talking about a single topic? Let's say you're a web developer. So you're making a show about web design. I talk about this a lot because I am a a web design and there are a lot of podcasts about web design. But really, it could be anything. If I can bring something in real quick. I saw something really cool on Twitter the other day. It was a podcast for people who are fans of Star Wars comics. Star Wars comics. I was like, that's, that's freaking niche. That's awesome. If you like comics, this is a podcast for you. You need to have a show that is that focused. You need to say, this is who my audience is, and this show is for you. These are the things I'm going to talk about related to this niche. Because if you're, if let's say, so my show is about podcasting. If I were to talk a lot about podcasting, but then also talk a lot, a lot about being a musician and making a living as a musician, yeah, some people would listen to it, but it wouldn't be as effective. And I would lose a lot of people who aren't musicians, who aren't interested in making a show or in listening to a show about making a living as a musician. So you have to be, you have to be really focused. And if you want to, you can do two different shows about two separate things. That's fine. Just be careful about covering too many different topics on your show. Another question. Is your content unique? Are you sharing your personal story, your voice? Do you have a unique perspective on your topics that you can share? And I'm not saying that you have to have experienced something that no one else has, like an alien abduction or something. You just need to be able to share your personal experience and knowledge and not just recite someone else's. Is your content educational or entertaining? And hopefully it's a little bit of both. But there's, there's a hack for this. I really shouldn't use that word. I don't know why I wrote that. I'm going to change that. There's a hack for this that many people aren't thinking about. Good delivery can make nearly any content interesting. If you can deliver something with passion and excitement, not fake. And be careful not to fake it. But you can make otherwise boring content engaging to your audience. So think about how is this going to make people feel? How can you bring emotions into play with this? And I'm going to talk more about delivery a little bit later in the show. But first, I want to talk about why it's important to talk with your audience regularly. So the second thing I mentioned earlier, are you engaging your audience? Now, you should really go back and listen to the previous episode of my show, episode 11. It's at thepodcastdo.com slash 11. Title of that was Three Ways to Create More Audience Engagement. And I won't go into depth because I covered it really well on that show, but I'll read you the three things. First, make them feel like a part of your show. Second, talk with your audience regularly online. And third, make it easy for them to find you and get in touch with you. And if you aren't talking with your audience and peers regularly, you won't have an understanding of what they're struggling with or what they're interested in hearing and learning about. You have to be a part of the conversation that is happening in your niche. This is how you know which content will resonate with them. And if you don't know right now who your audience is, you need to find out 
Because if you try to reach everyone, you will reach no one. Narrow down your focus. Try to get 20,000 passionate fans in a very specialized niche rather than 2 million listeners who are only mildly interested in your show. Another thing you should think about, what is your motivation for podcasting? When you first started your podcast, what were your motivations? Was it to build an audience? And if so, why? What's your end game? Was it sponsors? Are you in it for advertisers' money? Now, I want to share my end game with you right now. Give you a little peek behind the curtain. Just raw honesty right here. Here's what I wanted before I started. I wanted to learn more about podcasting. And podcasting about something is a great way to learn more about it. I think I'm going to talk about this in my next episode. Second, I wanted to be known as an expert, especially as it relates to podcasting and audio quality. The third thing, I wanted to build an audience so eventually I could launch either one or multiple successful online courses and sell copies of those courses to people and help them start their own podcast or make their own podcast even better, whatever I find that I can give to people that is valuable. So here are some things that I discovered along the way. I really like writing and preparing for shows. The more I write, the more I like writing. I'm getting better at speaking. This is affecting my life in unexpected ways. I feel more confident speaking in public now. I'm enjoying being able to help people with my podcast and my writing, and I'm building personal relationships with people in my audience, which is really, really awesome. I feel like I get new friends like every single week. I think people can smell motivation. <laughs> I know that's not how audio works, but I'm trying to make a point. If people can sense that your heart really isn't in it, if you don't have the right motivation, the right reasoning, they'll tune out. So ask yourself what your motivations are for doing your podcast. Is it about you and what you get out of it? Or is it about your audience and what they need and want? And if you're doing a show for your audience, they should know it. You should acknowledge and thank them at the beginning and end of every episode. Focus on giving to your audience. Be appreciative. Tell your listeners that you want to hear from them Ask them for feedback and questions. Mention them by name on your podcast. Tell their stories. It's really important to be talking with your audience and peers online, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, forums, wherever your audience hangs out. Talk with them. Contribute meaningfully to the conversations that are going on in your niche, what you're, what you're podcasting about, what your show is about. Go out and give people valuable information and answers, even if they haven't asked you directly. And show your appreciation for your audience publicly. Now, here's something else to think about. Are you willing to put in time to become an expert in your community? Let me, let me bring in a couple examples here. So let's talk about the community of people who love playing Dota 2. That's a pretty big community. What about the community of, of people who are intensely passionate about Half-Life 3? I'm really angry that that, sh that game is not out yet. 
the community of people who care intensely about VR and Oculus. Corey, Dota, Dota 2 is uh, an online game that a lot of people play. It's, I don't know, I didn't get into it. <laughs> it's, trust me, it's a big community. So who are the people that are well-known in the communities, in those communities, rather? And the answer is the people who speak up, who teach what they know and deliver value. They're the ones that are always willing to talk about their topic or their passion anytime, day or night. And they know more than most people because they nerd out on it constantly. And if you aren't already one of those people in your niche, you need to think long and hard about whether or not you really want to be. Because if you aren't willing to put in the time to know more than 90% of your audience, people aren't going to pay attention to you because you don't know as much as the other experts in that field. You, you have to be willing to nerd out hard on a subject. And that doesn't mean you can't have other hobbies or talk about other things. Dan Benjamin, talk about him for a second. He runs a podcast network called 5x5. Five Five. He's been doing that since 2010. And he talks about it constantly. He loves podcasting. He loves everything related to podcasts. He nerds out about it. But he also talks about his past work as a programmer, freelancer. But he talks about, he talks about those things because those, those were jobs where he learned the skills that allowed him to build the content management system for 5x5. Five five. So they're related to podcasting. So you have to, have to be willing to dive in deep and then share everything that you learn. If you're podcasting about something that you're only relatively interested in, you're not going to grow an audience. Sorry, that's just harsh. That's, that's the harsh truth. Also, you need to be working really hard to create personal connections with your audience. Now, as a podcast host, you should have two goals. The first is providing value to your audience. And the second is telling your story. Now, you can tell your story over a long range of time but you need to have some kind of idea of what your story is because telling your story gives your audience a chance to relate to you on a personal level. But there are two extremes here that you need to be careful to avoid. The first is sharing way too much about yourself. I'm a personal believer in being honest, open, and transparent, but it has to be in the right context. You have to share things that are relevant to the larger topic of your episode and your podcast in general. Just like you wouldn't go up to a stranger and start telling them about your money problems. You probably shouldn't talk about your money problems when the topic of your show is how to build a WordPress site. However, if the topic of the show is how to survive and make money as a freelance web designer, it's a great idea to talk about how you handle your finances. Another example. If you're talking about how to communicate with a client, you should share a story of a time when communication with a client went really, really wrong. You could also share a story about the time you had a funny exchange with your spouse or a friend, anything that relates to communication. Now, there's a writer named Bob Lefsetz, writes a lot about music, about being a musician, what that means. 
But he said some really great stuff. He wrote some really great stuff in an article or a couple email newsletters, rather, in the past few weeks. So I wanted to bring, I've got two examples, things that he wrote that I really, really liked. So in this case, he said, or he wrote, be yourself. We're all individuals. That's what attracts others to us, our uniqueness. Don't try to imitate someone else. Focus on your strengths and heighten them. Everyone can't do everything. Don't try to fit your square peg in a round hole. But your trapezoid will appeal if you just let it shine. I really like that. So, all right, the second thing, the second extreme that you got to be careful to avoid is not sharing anything about yourself at all. The danger here is never telling any personal stories or giving your audience a sense of who you are as a person. In fact, it might not be a bad idea to tell your audience a 30-second version of your story at the beginning of every episode. Who are you? Why are you doing this podcast? What are your values? What do you stand for? And you might worry that sharing this information with people might turn some of them off. And you're right, but you'll lose the wrong people. The right people will stay and be more engaged with your podcast. Okay, I want to talk about promoting your show for a few minutes. So, how to promote your show. First, ask your friends for help. The time may come when you need to ask your friends for a favor, and this is why it's important to always be giving and helping people. They'll reciprocate when you have a genuine need. So once you've got some good content, ask your friends to help you promote the show. And in my case, I simply said to actually, I can mention this. I let the guys uh, at the Shop Talk Show know. A lot of you guys I know heard of me from the Shop Talk Show. I emailed Chris and Dave and I said, hey, I just started a new podcast about podcasting. If you know anyone who'd be interested in that, I'd greatly appreciate it if you shared it with them. Thanks. That's all I said. They mentioned me on a, on a future episode. I got a mention on a podcast that has almost 20,000 weekly listeners. I got a lot of traffic from that show. I, got, I, got, I know at least a few listeners because a few of you have reached out. How's it going? Even if the people you ask don't choose to share your show with their listeners... At the very least, they may share your podcast the next time they come across someone who might benefit from listening to your show. So that's why it's really important just to, just to reach out to people and, and be nice to people. Give as much as you can. So, ooh, <laughs> Sean McCabe wrote a great post last week, and I'm going to include a link in the show notes. He shared exactly how you can promote your thing without it feeling like promoting. And you should really go read the, the, the post that he wrote. I think he did, a po- he did a mini podcast episode about it too, I believe. I hope that's right. A lot of things last week. Okay, he said, he shared exactly how you can promote your thing without it feeling like promoting. You share something that's actually valuable and then have that thing point to what you actually want people to see. So step one you give value. And then step two, you ask. You have to do the things in the above order. Step one, give value. Step two, ask. 
Corey Miller said something in the chat room when we were having that conversation in the community last week. He said, you have to harness self-promotion correctly. If you say, I did a thing, nobody cares. If you say, I made this for you, and this is what you can get out of it, people will care and pay attention. So above all, be nice. Be nice to people because they notice. And I, I mentioned Bob Lefsetz earlier. He wrote another thing that I really liked. He wrote, niceness triumphs. Although no one can be nice all the time, and sometimes you have to push back. If you've got the option, be nice. People appreciate it. You can't please everyone. It's a phony concept that flames out. Be thankful that you've got your group, your friends, your family, your fans. There are those who would appreciate you whom you've never met. Focus on meeting them, not those who don't care. All right, let's move on to number three, the big thing. Well, they're all big things, but this is one of the big things. Number three, how good is your audio quality and delivery? And I want to make a bold statement here. The majority of podcast listeners no longer accept poor audio quality. Even if you don't realize it, the audio quality of your show reflects on who you are as a person. If someone hears your show and it sounds poorly recorded and unedited, they're going to assume that you pay that same amount of attention and care to all the work that you do. So remember, the quality of your show reflects on you. People don't want mediocre. They don't have time for anything but the greatest. Then the good news is that you don't have to be the greatest at everything. I would focus first on making your content great. Once you have solid content, start looking at ways to improve your audio quality. Buy that nice microphone or that pre-processor. The DBX286 is a good one. Good investment. If you have a lot of room echo in your recordings because you have blank walls and hardwood floors in the room you record in, invest in some sound absorption panels. Now, if you already have a nice mic, and for the record, I define nice as a professional level microphone like the Shure SM7B or the Heil PR40. Although I have to say, the SM58 dynamic microphone does sound really, really good raw. It's really, it surprises me every time I hear it how good it sounds. So if you're on a budget, start there. But if you've got a nice mic and you have your input gain level set correctly so that you're not peaking and you still aren't happy with your sound, it's time to invest in a nice preprocessor and learn about post-production, EQ, compression, limiting. And I have YouTube tutorials about all that stuff. So I'll put a link in the show notes. You could also hire a podcast editor who knows how to do all that for you if you're a really busy person. Now, the editing matters too. I shared a really great article by Casey Liss. He's one of the three guys on the Accidental Tech Podcast. The other two are, are a little bit more famous than he is, John Syracusa and Marco Arment, both really well-known podcasters. The, the Accidental Tech Podcast is a great show, especially if you like 
hearing guys talk about technology. There's a lot of shows like that. It's a good one. But one of the reasons, and the reason I'm mentioning this is Casey wrote up a great article about how they make the show, what equipment they use, how they edit it, how he gives feedback, how Marco spends the time to edit out the background noise and make sure they aren't talking over each other. I'll include a link in the show notes and you should really go check that out. But he said something that I really, really liked. He said, he imagined people asking him, you know, what's the magic? What's the trick? And he said, the magic is giving a crap. You spend time editing your show because that shows your listeners that you care about about their listening experience. So you cut out where people talk over each other. You remove background noises. You cut sections that have nothing to do with the focus of the show. You remove the super long pauses. It's important to care. It shows your listeners that you care. And that just looks good for you in the long term. And I also want to talk for a minute about the way we talk. Because delivery is important. Delivery is important. How good are you at talking? Talking is a skill. It's not like the genes you got from your parents. You can change the way that you talk. You could even teach yourself to mimic some of the great speakers. That might not actually be such a bad exercise. I might try that sometime. But my point is that delivery is really important. You need to be dynamic. You need to be engaging and even exciting if you can pull it off. Now, this depends on your subject matter, of course. Depending on what you're talking about, you could be exciting and dynamic. You could be intense. You could be passionate. But you're putting on a show, so make it interesting. If you find something really interesting or exciting, put some fire into your voice. Sounding bored is the fastest way to make your audience tune out. Why would they want to listen to someone who isn't interested in what they're podcasting about? They wouldn't. They're going to go listen to someone else's podcast. So get dynamic. Get fired up. And stop using filler words. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, you know. Uh, stuff like that. There are a couple ways you can reduce the amount of filler words you use. The first is know your subject. Speak passionately about it. Writing can really help with this. I write a lot for my podcast, and that's probably not something that's a secret to most of you. I try to prepare around, well, really at least 100, 100, 150 words. No, I try to prepare at least 1,500 words for each episode. Why? Because it makes me feel confident that I have good stuff to share. That doesn't mean I never go off script. I just always have a detailed outline in front of me to help me with the structure of the show and keep me moving forward if I get off track or I get lost or distracted by the chat. I try not to do that, but it happens sometimes. (laughs) The second way to reduce filler words is to practice speaking confidently. And to do this, you have to let go of that inner voice that tells you that you aren't interesting and that no one cares about what you have to say. So let's do an exercise. Tell yourself this, I am smart, good looking, and people care about what I have to say. Say it with me, guys. I am smart, good looking, and people care about what I have to say. 
I am smart, good-looking, and people care about what I have to say. Say it to yourself until you start to believe it because you will start to believe it. And if you believe it, so will most other people. That's just the way people are wired. If you speak confidently about something, most people will believe it's true just because of the way you say it. So start practicing speaking confidently. It will change the way you podcast, but it will also change your life. People respond differently to confident people than they do to timid people. You will get more respect and more followers if you speak confidently. Remember, if you're going to try to build an audience, you need to be a leader. So learn how to act like a leader. Start acting like a leader. You can always be improving the way that you talk. If you want to learn more about this, go back and listen to episode nine of this podcast. Podcastdude.com slash nine. All right, number four. Are you writing enough for your podcast episodes? Now, I'm not talking just about preparing for the show. You should be doing I th- I think everyone should be doing that. It's great. It helps you get your thoughts out, refines your message. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking here specifically about show notes. And show notes can be really, really huge for SEO for a few reasons. People will be able to share your written content with others. They're pr- they might hear something you say on a podcast and then type it out. But I'm going to guess that most people probably don't think you're that awesome. Be nice if they did, but realistically, that's, you know, make it easy for them. Write it out yourself. You'll also start showing up in search engine results if you have good headlines and titles. So something like for this episode, if I write, one of my titles is, how do I build an audience for my podcast? This page with all the show notes, I say this page, the page for this episode with all the show notes and the podcast episode and my name, and my branding, that'll show up if someone runs a Google search for those words. How do I build an audience for my podcast? If you don't have show notes, you don't have that SEO juice. (laughs) SEO juice. It's terrible. But, okay, another thing. You can also share the best takeaways from your show on social media, which will help you get new listeners. If you have a couple lines or a couple big takeaways... Maybe even make a graphic or a video for it if you know how to do that stuff. I'd really like to. I'm still not very good at graphic design and video editing and stuff, but I'm learning. That's something That's something that I want to do more of because I've seen how well it works for other people. <laughs> the internet loves infographics. They, they just like visual content. People are visual. So learn how to do that stuff. Something Ryan Magner had asked in the chat earlier. He, I thought this was really interesting, so I wanted to bring it up real quick. He asked, Aaron, how would you approach another maybe more successful podcast about some cross-promoting? What about recording an episode to go on both podcast feeds? Cross-promotion like this can be really powerful, especially if that podcast has a similar community whether that's web designers or Doctor Who fans, just for example. But even having guests on your show can be really huge for your your audience. I would just ask them, 
Just send them an email and tell them why you'd like to have them on your show and what you'd like to talk to them about. Now, if they ask you questions about your show, audience size or download numbers, just answer honestly. They may not be willing to come on your show if you're just getting started, if you don't have much of an audience yet, but at least you've got on their radar. And if you're putting in the work to grow an audience, eventually you'll have the reach that will convince them to come on your show. But I think you should reach out to podcasts and podcasters that are on a similar level. Don't go after the really big guys. Don't try to get Seth Godin on your show. I would say don't try to get like Merlin Mann or Dan Benjamin, but you know what? Screw it. Just send them an email. The worst they can say is no or ignore you. But you, you just got, you got to grow some thick skin. You got to get over, get over that. <laughs> Speaking of thick skin, maybe I, I might do an episode about haters at some point, but my thought about that is that if someone is taking, this is completely unrelated, I may have to cut it, but if someone is taking the time to be negative to you, that's actually a really good sign. <laughs> because it means that for whatever reason they think you're a big enough target to spend time on. I don't know. I just that's what I think of any time I hear someone talking about haters now. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to the day when someone sends me an email and says, "Hey, I, I think your show really sucks." I'm going to be like, "Yes, I made it." But yeah, just remember it never hurts to ask. All right, I'm going to wrap it up real quick, but I want to talk about the long game mindset. This podcast you're creating can be content that you can point people to for a long time if you really invest in it. Take the time to learn how to make something that is really good. And it's going to take time to grow your audience, just like it takes time to develop skills. It's going to be years and years. So don't quit in the first 50 episodes just because you aren't as successful as other podcasters. You have to stop thinking about yourself and your needs and start thinking about ways that you can improve your podcast and make it a better experience for your audience. Stop thinking about the sponsor money that you would have if you could only make it to 10,000 weekly downloads. Because if you're focusing on the money, you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. You should be podcasting because you love a topic and you want to have a community around it. It should be something that you are passionate about. And the reward should be in the doing and the relationships, not the money or the listener numbers. Corey Miller had asked in the chat earlier, how do you develop your listeners into ambassadors? I think you can do this by serving your audience, serving your community. Good things will happen if you do. And that's the rule of reciprocity. If you haven't heard of the rule of reciprocity before, I highly recommend Influence by Robert Cialdini, I think is how you pronounce his last name. It's a hard one. It's a great book, Rule of Reciprocity. You can get it. I've been listening to it in Audible, actually. Great audiobook. So if you do the things that I shared on today's show, and if you show up for two years and you still aren't getting any traction or growth, let's talk. I'm serious. I want to hear from you if you have been podcasting consistently for two years and you still aren't seeing any growth. You send me an email, aaron at thepodcastdude.com, A-A-R-O-N, at thepodcastdude.com. I want to help you. Hit me up. 
All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out. I feel like I feel like there were so many other things I could have touched on, but it was a big show. If you could do me a huge favor, go rate the show on iTunes. You head over to thepodcastdude.com slash iTunes, hit five stars. I'd greatly appreciate it. If, if you're enjoying the show so far and you're interested in learning more about this kind of stuff, I think you'd really, really like the Sean West community. It's full of really amazing people. We have conversations about these things all the time, just nonstop. I learned so much from everyone in there. It's been really, really great to learn from them, to share my thoughts with them, to get feedback. If you're, if you're a freelancer or an entrepreneur, if you're just someone like me, when I was back in my early 20s, I was wanting to do web and graphic design so I could work from home, work from a coffee shop. I was just trying to pursue my passion. I think you'd really, really like the community. Go check it out, seanwest.com slash community. Oh, I want to give a shout out to, to one of my friends. He emailed me, Elias Note. How you doing, man? He sent me a really nice email. He said, your podcast is helping me rethink mine and is making me better at podcasting. I thought you'd like to hear that. Thank you, Elias. I really appreciate that. Thank you guys for showing up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Talk to you soon. guest still with me are we still here i'm gonna be honest with you i still don't know i still don't know listener numbers for this show i'm sure sean's seen it but i actually haven't even checked i don't even care because listener numbers they don't really matter as much as focusing on getting better at what i do and helping the people that are in my audience right now so let's do let's do some q a so Garrett asked, have you done any offline promoting? And if so, what did and didn't work? So we talked a little bit more about this. And he was asking, like, in-person promotion. So say giving out t-shirts, stickers, flyers. And I think, personally, I haven't ever done this. My show is really new. This is, this is only the 12th episode. So at some point, I would like to get maybe coasters or just some little thing to give away. I think that I think that can really be nice. I know when I first met Sean, he handed me a little letterpress coaster. I think it was a letterpress coaster. Maybe he handed me the card first. But either way, he gave me something that like, it was like thick and it felt really nice. It was good. And it made a really, really positive first impression on me. So I think that can be great. But the, the really important thing is going where your audience is. So the example that I gave was Let's say you have a podcast about Star Wars, Star Wars comics. It would be fantastic if you go to Comic-Con or 
forgive me, guys. I don't know what the conferences are related to Star Wars. I'm a big fan, but I'm not that big of a fan. But if you go to a conference where the topic is the same as your show, so whether that's like comics or just Star Wars in general, hand out flyers to people, you're going to get a good response because people are going to see that. Of course, says Star Wars Con. Is there a Star Wars conference? Pretty sure there is. Yeah, go there, hand out flyers. Hey, you know, make personal connections. Hey, I do a show. I'm passionate about Star Wars. You're passionate about Star Wars. We both love Chewbacca. I think you'd like my show. That can be great. You know, if you're, it's, it's hard, you know. I used to be in a band where we would occasionally go out and hand out flyers. And that always felt kind of wrong to me. And I think the biggest thing was because we had no idea if the people we were handing our flyers out to had any interest in our style of music at all. If we had anything in common with them, we were just kind of, here you go, take this piece of paper that I have. I don't, I don't think that's very effective. That's, that'd be the equivalent of getting on Twitter and just randomly messaging people and say, hey, go check out my podcast. No, that's not going to work. You got to find people who have stated that they are a part of the community that you would like to be a part of. And then you can go and say, hey, I think you'd like this show. All right. Kyle Adams asked, asked, how do you gauge the difference between sounding interesting or fake when it comes to speaking? I think, I think it is just something you practice. Like, I've been trying to practice a lot. I've been trying to really be aware of how I talk and how I put sentences together and the words I use. There are a few things that I, that I do that I still would like to improve on. But I think it is, just, it is just learning how to speak confidently. So don't talk too fast. Don't sound nervous and project. Projection is a big one. So, yeah, speak confidently. That's, that's the biggest thing. Uh, I think if you focus on acting, <laughs> it sounds funny. It's, it is kind of funny. If you focus on acting like someone who is confident, like think about Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones or Star Wars. Just like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super cool. The ladies love me. So what? I don't know. Maybe everyone doesn't struggle with this. Do you guys struggle with this? I used to struggle with this. I, I'm self, I was self-confish, self, what's the word? Self-conscious. Con- you got to roll with it. If you can't say a word, self-conscious. If you can't say a word, you just, who cares? I don't even care. I'll mess it up all day long. I'm going to keep going. I'm good at this. You just have to, you have to fake confidence until you feel it. Don't worry about it. Self-codfish. I love it. I love you guys. Ah. Yeah. And I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry too much about sounding fake. Just focus on sounding dynamic. You're going to do great, Kyle. Looking forward to your show. I'm ready. All right. Brooks asked, what if the first three episodes of my Star Wars podcast... A lot of Star Wars stuff today. I like it. I'm excited for the new movie. What if the first three episodes of my Star Wars podcast are terrible, but the next three are classic and amazing? I was thinking about this a lot last week, too. Because 
I, I feel like my show has gotten way better over the past few episodes. If, you know, maybe someone else could tell me what they think, but I don't, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong or terrible about the first few episodes. I just feel like I'm getting better at the more I, the more I do it. So I think it's inevitable that the first 10 or 20 or 30 or 50 episodes of your show are not going to be as good as what you're doing now. Hopefully, if you're the kind of person that really focuses on improving and getting better every time you do it, then it will get better. And, you know, that's just something you have to live with. Sean and I, when we did the Sean West podcast, there were so many things that we're so much better at now. But we still, you have to go through that hard time. You have to go through the learning process. I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with because one, it's almost like they expect the audience to come even even if they've only been doing it for a few episodes or for, you know, they put out 20 episodes in six months and they're like, where's my, where's my listeners? Where is everyone? Well, there's probably a lot of things that you're still doing wrong. And that's okay. You have to keep going. You have to keep working on it. Well, like I said, just try to get better at writing. Prepare more for your episode. Do it consistently. Learn how to make your audio quality better. Eliminate the things that are wrong with your show and focus on making it better. And then keep doing it. Oh, I want to talk about drumming so bad, you guys. Back when I started, you know, there was, I had to figure everything out. I had to learn how to do everything. So if you're still in that stage, it's okay. You're learning skills. This stuff is going to be valuable regardless of whatever career. Talking, man, speaking confidently is, is a huge skill. It's a, such a valuable skill. Can't underestimate that. Audio stuff. It's all good. It's all good. All right, guys. I think I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks again so much for listening. I appreciate all of you. All right, everyone. Have an excellent rest of the week. I will talk to you soon. Later. Someday. Next Monday? I don't know. Don't party too hard, Winston, looking at you. Bye, guys.